0: The member from the 34th District is hereby expelled from the 101st General Assembly of the Missouri House of Representatives and all sanctions contained within the report by the Committee on Ethics dated April 19, 2021, shall be immediately opposed and enforced. If the gentleman from the 34th is present, the Speaker shall direct the Sergeant of Arms to escort the gentleman from the House floor. The House will need to stand at ease, be- stand in recess before another roll can be call can be taken so that the representative's name can be removed from the voting board
1: hey guys welcome to this week's episode of the third read podcast i'm caitlin Shalhorn, editor of the missouri times
0: i am connor kerrigan business manager of the missouri times well uh so we were waiting on a delivery from walmart to come that had the lime juice in it uh that never came and so we're about to see if margaritas taste just as good with lemon juice instead of lime juice cheers cheers
1: Mm.
0: sure i think so you can't really mess up tequila yeah yeah absolutely before we get to the podcast We want to remind everybody to drive safely out there, especially around school buses this time of year. You know, kids are finally back in school across Missouri, and this great weather has everybody's minds on baseball and sweet tea. Kids don't always make sure the coast is clear before crossing the road. You know, nationally around a dozen kids die every year getting on and off school buses. By being mindful, taking it easy, and stopping when they're stopped, we can all do our part to help make sure Missouri's kids get to school and back home again safely. All right, uh, let's dive in. So last week we said that we were probably going to have to talk about this uh, on this week's podcast. Hopefully Um,
1: this is the last time we have to talk about this.
0: Goodness gracious, I hope so. Um, So tell me what
1: happened. It was a historic moment in the House this week. Um, House members unanimously voted to expel Rick Raber from the legislature. Um, As everyone, I'm sure, recalls, he's been... Accused of sexual and mental and physical, um, assault on his children when they were younger, Mm -hmm. the House Ethics Committee investigated and released a pretty damning and, um, just horrific report earlier this week detailing their findings.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's over. Mm-hmm. He's out of the house. Um, yep. It's in the hand of prosecutors and law enforcement, yep. which is where it should be.
1: They've been alerted.
0: Yep. So um, I think a whole bunch of us are are very happy to see this chapter of the Missouri General Assembly closed.
1: Yeah. I you know I was pleasantly surprised to see that it was a unanimous decision. Yeah. Um, I think it's worth noting that this is the first time the House has voted to expel a member since 1865. Since the Civil War. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a it's a historic moment. It brings it to a close, and I think it um, gets rid of a significant distraction.
1: It does. Um, it was certainly a distraction, too. and hopefully it brings some level of peace and comfort to his children and maybe other people who are involved in the state capitol or just follow politics in general who may have been... Um, you know, just bothered by this story and yeah. could have brought up some of memories for them. So I just hope it brings some some closure to people.
0: Yeah. Um, and, you know, moving forward, mm-hmm. uh, the new thing that uh, we'll talk about is um, it's now an open seat, uh, right. the 34th, and um, Raber only won by 300 votes. Right. Um, and so it seems like it is actually a seat that um, the Democrats may see as one in play for a special yeah. election. It's
1: hard to tell if it's would actually be a swing seat right? um, if it could actually become a a blue seat or if it uh i mean we learned about these these allegations against ray i think it was september or october during the campaign right and so was he just such a bad candidate for republicans or do democrats have a chance i'm i'm excited to see how this plays out
0: yeah cool um well
1: moving on yeah
0: it's so that happened um but more importantly, it's just been a, a very right. interesting and busy week. Um, so, you know, one of the things that um, people have had their eyes on outside of kind of um, the the marquee stuff um, mm-hmm. is uh, they're they're going through appropriations right. right now. The House sent their budget over to the Senate. The Senate Appropriates Committee is marking that up.
1: Yeah, as we speak.
0: Yeah, and one of the things that they are looking at is uh, funding for Medicaid expansion. Yep. So it's it's important to note here that while the voters of Missouri did vote to expand Medicaid, yes, the folks who put the initiative petition together did not put a funding mechanism in there, right? And so it is up to the General Assembly to uh, allocate funds for yeah. this Medicaid expansion. The House uh, didn't do it; they they voted down um, funding for Medicaid expansion. A lot of people we're hopeful that the senate would then pick up the ball and and put some funding into um that those uh, provisions to to mm-hmm. get medicaid expansion funded and the senate uh, is also not doing it uh we found out yesterday
1: yeah so far senate appropriations um they went into a committee hearing late wednesday night mm-hmm. um it was technically the middle of the night um, after session had finally adjourned for the day. And they voted against a measure, an amendment from Senator Lincoln Huff, who is a Republican. Mm-hmm. Important to note that. Um, it His amendment would not go so far as to fund the Medicaid expansion as much as the governor wanted. I think the governor wanted about $120 million Yes. Um, and yeah. then Lincoln Huffs was about $60 million. That was yeah, his proposal. he came in about half of that. hmm And senators voted 7-7 seven to seven in the committee. Um, so it was a tie, but that means that the amendment was ultimately defeated. Yeah, a tie so does now, not
0: go to the runner nope. when it comes to this. Tie no. does not
1: matter. It's like soccer. Um, <laughs> so what this means is the final chance in the legislature, at least, for Medicaid expansion or what's seen as the final t- chance in the legislature is going to be on the Senate floor.
0: Yeah. And... um. I I think smart money is saying that this is going to go to the courts. Right. Um, and, you know, the disagreements have been, you know, like I said, the the kind of Republican argument has been, well, there was no funding mechanism put into the amendment, right. and so we don't have to fund it, and we don't yeah. think we should.
1: Or voters didn't really understand when they were voting for it that it would be so costly and it sure. might take away from other things.
0: Right. And, and the Democrat argument is you're circumventing the will of the voters. Right. And, and... Th- th- on July 1st, these folks are going to be eligible for Medicaid.
1: I almost think that, it, yeah, it's majority Democrats who are saying you're circumventing the will of the voters, but there's also several Republicans who are saying that as well. I mean, right. Governor Parson, a Republican, right. put a funding mechanism, yeah. and you know, he funded it in his own budget that he presented to the legislature.
0: But it's the the issue comes with the fact that now there is this headache because mm-hmm. these folks are going to be eligible on July 1st. Whether the money's there or not, they're going to be eligible, and so the state is going to have to find a way to pay for that. And right now, we don't have one, and so it's it's there's go- it's going to go to the courts. We're going to try to figure this out. We might have to come back for a special session, but Yay. Uh,
1: I love special sessions.
0: <laughs> um, the Medicaid fight is very, very far from over in the state of Missouri.
1: It really is, and um, not only did voters approved this in um last year um there was a recent poll that was conducted by the Missouri Hospital Association and overwhelmingly Missouri and said yes lawmakers need to fund this it's their responsibility even if you know I didn't vote for it yeah and I think it's also important we talk about Medicaid expansion and I feel like it's this phrase that people are either really supportive of or maybe afraid of But I think it's important that we talk about what it means, so what did voters approve last year?
0: Yeah, so uh, Medicaid expansion essentially means that uh, around 230,000 more Missouri residents uh, who are earning less than $18,000 in a household of one are now going to be eligible for Medicaid, Mm -hmm. meaning that they can use Medicaid uh, to get their health insurance. one of the main arguments that the uh, the campaign for Medicaid expansion made was that 90% of the funds would be coming in from the federal right. government. Um, and they also said that with those funds, we could potentially um, put that money towards rural hospitals that have been uh, closed in the last decade in Missouri. Um, and it could uh, help economically in that way. Um, arguments against have been that you know that's a huge upfront cost for the state of Missouri
1: it is um i don't think it's lost on anyone especially proponents of medicaid expansion though that we are having this debate and we are seeing people refuse to fund it in the budget while we still are in the midst of a pandemic and yes we're we're doing better we've got vaccine things of that nature but you know we are going through one of the biggest health crises that we've seen in our lives lifetime right, right. and people just don't have access to health care
0: yeah and um one of the things that um the um, ranking minority member on the budget committee, Peter Meredith keeps saying is we have this money. We have the money to do this. Um, We, we, it's, it's there, it exists, it's in our coffers. And the argument he's making is that the money that we've gotten from the CARES Act and from the most recent one um, that I'm forgetting the name of. Yeah, Biden's plan. Biden's plan. Um, the, we'll go with maybe that. Maybe the rescue plan. <laughs> yeah, but I think anyway. it's the
1: American rescue plan. Yeah, so between... <laughs> Biden's rescuing America plan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so between those two plans, um, through the money that was allocated to Missouri, we have the money to fund... Medicaid expansion Um, And that's been the argument of the minority in these talks
1: right and then of course the majority is saying yes We do but we're gonna still have to take money from things like education and transportation, which are equally as important I think we can expect to see Medicaid expansion hit the Senate floor as early as next week Um, Mm -hmm. the majority and minority floor leaders were asked today in a press conference um, by my good friend Emily if they expect a filibuster and we were told that that's a discussion that they're going to have. So maybe we'll have some more uh, late nights in the Senate yeah, next week. Yeah, I would,
0: I would, I would bet that there's going to be a filibuster. Get those coffee pots running. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I might have to be delivering Taco Bell to you and Cameron. Oh gosh, yes. In the Senate well, press I gallery.
1: have like a million dollars in Taco Bell gift cards from various birthdays. So. <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Uh, quick side note. One time, Caitlin uh, took me and my fiance to Taco Bell and we ordered way too much food. And mm-hmm. Caitlin had so much money in Taco Bell funds that we didn't pay for any of I it. I
1: believe it was like a hundred dollars worth of Taco Bell. And I was just for like, like four of us. Yeah, it was it was a good night. That was fun. That was good. Um, but we're going to take a break and we'll be right back.
0: Missouri politicians want to expand the broken Medicaid system across the state, forcing hardworking taxpayers to pay for the dramatically high price tag. But your voice could stop this disastrous proposal. Funding Medicaid expansion will deplete our state budget, take more money out of your family's pockets, and force cuts to the essential services we rely on. We need you to tell your lawmaker Missouri can't afford Medicaid expansion. Visit stopmedex.com today. Paid for by Americans for Prosperity.
1: Welcome back, everyone. I bet you guys all thought that was going to be a Taco Bell ad. But, you know, jokes on, I guess, me because I do advertising for them for free. So.
0: Right. Well, we're for sure going to Taco Bell after this. Oh, yeah. I don't we're know why we are drinking margaritas didn't. like it's it's time. I need a chicken quesadilla. <laughs> um, but back to business. Yep, back to the, the thing we're supposed to be talking about. Where there is no Taco Bell. <laughs> um, tell me about uh, the gas tax
1: right so senator dave shots presented his gas tax proposal which is pretty unique and interesting i think to the house this week um and then obviously the house transportation chairwoman becky ruth she has a very similar proposal in the house and so i just want to say shout out to her because she was the first one to walk me through what this proposal does <laughs> um but it would essentially later this year start increasing the tax by 2.5 percent or 2.5 cents right um it would increase until we had an additional twelve point five cents in gas tax. We currently have seventeen cents, so it'd be about twenty nine point five cents.
0: Gotcha, and that, a lot of numbers. That a lot would of cents. Uh, that would come to a head in twenty twenty five is when we would yep. hit that number. Um, one of the things that I thought was a really good argument that uh shots made on the floor of the senate was he basically said missouri has the sixth most amount of roadway in the united states right. but we also have the third lowest gas tax in the united states
1: yeah it really surprised me that we we have one of the lowest gas taxes in the united states
0: right and it really surprised <laughs> me that we have the sixth most roadway it's just, like, right, like it's it's not something you think about in in Missouri, but um, it was an argument he made on the on the floor. He said these things don't match up. Yeah, you know?
1: and what makes this program I think especially unique is that it's modeled after one that's in South Carolina, which I'm very interested in because when I moved to Missouri, I moved to South Carolina, so I grew up in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, the plan basically installs um, a rebate program, so drivers could keep track of receipts and, and, you know, where they got their gas, how much gas they got, um, you know, how much they paid and, and where at. And they could turn it into the Department of Revenue once a year and get a rebate on those extra taxes that they paid, if they so choose.
0: So that that is interesting. It's it's definitely a unique component of it. One of the things that I think uh, is notable there is a rebate program like that is really easy for businesses to take advantage yeah. of um, because they have accounting departments. They can make sure that their drivers um, are logging all those things. You know, their are long haul truckers. They're um, anyone who's transporting any goods. Um, it's a little harder for kind of, you know, yeah, Joe the and Jane person. Missourian to, to be tracking all of their mileage every year. It is.
1: I think, I think that's one of the arguments that opponents to this bill say is that, you know, you lose receipts all the time or they fade or, you know, it, would there, would we create some kind of app or some kind of easier way to take care of it? Yeah. Um, but then there are people who like my dad in South Carolina who just believe that there needs to be more put into our, our trans- transportation system or infrastructure, um, and believe that, you know, just paying a couple cents more on your gas tax will, will be helpful, might right. choose to say, hey, you know what, I'm not going to keep track of this. I, this isn't a big dent in my wallet, and I believe I need to do my part by, tax, by paying extra taxes and
0: sure. do it that and, way. And it is, you know, along with having the sixth most amount of roadway in the United States, um, Kansas City is a massive hub for uh, long-haul trucking like yeah. so it's it's one of the locations in the United States that sees the most amount of 18 wheelers every single day. Um so it's it's critical to America's, you know, the the entire United States uh infrastructure that Kansas City's roads are able to handle that.
1: Yeah. I I also see a lot of trucking here in Jefferson City. Um it's probably no surprise to most people. Some days I walk to work and the amount of times I see a uh, a truck full of chickens or just a random semi-truck driving past? is It's interesting.
0: One thing that I think a few listeners of this podcast could identify with is the fact that sometimes when you're driving south on 63, <laughs> there are trucks in the left lane, oh, which is no. the passing lane. And sometimes you're late to work. And mm. it gets really frustrating when you're <laughs> stuck behind one of those trucks. It
1: does. Um, <laughs> I, I think- I've i seen
0: one or two elected officials speeding down 63 at 3:30 p.m on a monday because they got to get to session
1: <laughs> you know yeah i understand that um, <laughs> one thing i want to say i'm right before we started recording this podcast i did get a text message from from becky ruth and she was talking about shots's bill and committee this week and they were overwhelmed with the amount of testimony both in person and written that they received for shots's bill um i think she testimony
0: in support
1: yeah, all in support. None were in opposition. There were a couple informational only.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: she said that there were a total of about eighty three and they're still going back and checking the numbers, but as of right now, eighty-three different people who testified in support on behalf of different groups, organizations, businesses, industries. Wow. That's a that's a lot of support.
0: That it really is. And and that's also a testament to the fact that the house has made it easier to submit remote testimony um due to the pandemic yeah so i think that's important to note i i think um if this were 2019 we -hmm. wouldn't have seen um such an overwhelming number just because it was it was harder to submit witness testimony and now they've made it easier online due to the pandemic i think i think that's a net good yeah um and it makes our lives easier um on the media side of things, because it's really easy to access that witness testimony now. Yeah. And so when, uh, you or Cameron are writing a story about, about mm-hmm. a certain bill, we can easily pull that up. Especially
1: so. if someone like say Paris Hilton submits written testimony. <laughs> for a bill. Um, but yeah. And I also, I would have to say that I think it's a Testament as well to, to Senator shots because he has really made this his bread and butter issue and is incredibly intelligent when it comes to gas tax and infrastructure and way more intelligent than I will ever be on that issue. So <laughs> I'm sure he really worked, you know, his office and yeah. his staff and himself worked the phones and did what they needed to do to get that support.
0: Yeah. And, and uh, we're going to see the results of it. I mean, yeah. how many how many weeks do we have? Three?
1: I don't know. One of the arguments is popping up now, though. Speaking of Biden's, um, you know, Save America plan mm-hmm. um, is his massive infrastructure plan that he unveiled recently. And we've got a story up on the website of just what exactly that would mean for Missouri but there is an argument made now mostly by opponents to raising taxes at all that we're expected to see an influx of money come into Missouri. So if we are, why would we raise taxes at all?
0: Right. And uh, something that, that you and I have talked about offline about this is like, just because Biden said this is his plan doesn't right. mean it's going to happen. No. Right?
1: I Yeah. I don't know when the last time we could expect... The federal government to follow through on its on its original plan you know right right, His right infrastructure right. plan seems great it covers a lot of things um that would be beneficial for missouri from broadband internet to even child care right um it's, aside from roads and transportation and utilities. but it's contentious right now it is it is it's and, a contentious issue you know it still has to get approval and so i think uh senator Schatz made this argument and i'm just gonna steal it from him and, and echo him but you know why wait
0: right and it's one of those things that's you know, democracy is slow moving sometimes. It is, you know, it's precious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, the last thing we're going to talk about this week um, was was kind of a big deal.
1: Yeah, there's a uh, shakeup here.
0: Yeah, sh- shakeup's a good word for it. Um, so earlier this week, we found out that Dr. Randall Williams, uh, who uh, had been the director of the Department of Health and Senior Services, um, had resigned. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert Nodell, who is Governor Parsons' deputy chief of staff, is stepping in as acting director right. of the Department of Health and Senior Services. Um, I'm going to uh, pitch real quick that I did a profile on Robert Nodell earlier in the session. I was going to um, pitch it for you. <laughs> so, uh, so shameless plug. Uh, listeners of the podcast should go check that out. Yeah. Um, it's it it's it, it was it was a great conversation, and I, I really enjoyed talking to him.
1: It was a good piece. I learned a lot.
0: Yeah. Um, but, you know, Randall Williams uh, had been kind of the face of the state's COVID response for the last year, yep. um, but he submitted his resignation earlier in the week. Um, the Parson administration is not releasing the resignation letter. They
1: haven't. We've we've asked for it. I know other reporters have asked for it. Um, the response is it's a personnel matter, so they're not going to release it, which until really today, and there's there's still a lot of questions that need to be answered, mm-hmm. um, but until today, it, we, we have had not a lot from the administration when it comes to what happened here and right. why now, why the sudden resignation and why not, you know, I'm going to finish out the month and...
0: And right. then leave.
1: Um, now, Governor Parsons said during a press conference today, Thursday, that he did ask for Randall Williams' resignation. Um, he said it had been a long year with not a lot of days off or no days off for a lot of people in his cabinet. And he said he expects a lot from his cabinet. And um, he did say that he considers Randall Williams a friend and would give him a recommendation if anyone called. But it, it, it was an interesting Yeah, it's, it's, it's
0: hard to talk about because we just know so little mm-hmm. um, and no one was expecting it. Um, the the couple things that we could say is, you know, uh, Dr. Williams' wife still lives in North Carolina where they're from. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as someone who has been in that long distance. Oh, uh, and I'm in it really, now. Yeah. This is oh, awful. Oh yeah, both of us. <laughs> both of us kind of know the feeling. Um, it's garbage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's no fun. Um, and, you know, being long distance right. uh, with your significant other and then a pandemic. Yes. Um, that's going to take a toll on a person.
1: Yeah. And he, he's he been here since, I think, 2017. So it's mm-hmm. been several years. Yeah. I, it's just been like a couple months for me. And how long was it for you?
0: Uh, we... We... Uh, Two years.
1: Okay, so you got several years too. So yeah. I'm, I'm.
0: Sure. But not not Missouri to North Carolina. Long yeah, distance. that's my long that's distance. That's different is time like, zones. Yeah, my long distance is like a three and a half hour car ride. Oh, you know, so not. And you, you know, yours <laughs> is thousands of miles from here yes. to California. So multiple
1: planes. Yeah. Usually. So,
0: um, but it's you know you can expect that something right. like that would take a toll on an individual. Yeah,
1: and that I don't think that that's anything to be, um, shameful of or. Anything of that nature, I uh, honestly, Randall Williams is someone who is one of the hardest working people I've met in Missouri. I know that he mm. was waking up at the crack of dawn to go, you know, for a quick morning run before he would be in the office, and he was always responding to my emails or my texts or my calls at all hours of the night or all right. hours of the morning. And you're
0: not the, you certainly for the last year weren't the only no, person emailing, not. calling yeah. him, and needing information yes
1: and i i've i also just want to say i really appreciated him because he has never shied away from an interview um Mm -hmm. we actually recently did one that i have yet to release that i'm still planning on um but we talked about how with the department of health um he created this partnership with the mexican consulate here in missouri to help do psas and get information out about the vaccine to people who may be um, don't speak English or were worried about maybe their, their immigration status and, and maybe thought that they might not be able to receive a vaccine. And I, I thought that was an interesting partnership.
0: I did not know about that. Yep. Huh. Well, I guess if I read the Missouri Times more, I, I would haven't have known. I haven't published oh. it yet. So you're good. Well, I guess I need to <laughs> keep my eye on the MissouriTimes.com. Time. Um. So yeah. So um. Williams is out. I think in the coming weeks we'll probably get a little more information. Yeah. About
1: that. He said today that Parson said today that he's doing a nationwide search for yeah. The new and projector. I
0: know I know he told uh, Scott our publisher, that probably by the end of the month yeah. they would have someone uh, in the driver's seat. Right.
1: We expect Nodell to go back to the governor's office, but
0: yeah. So Nodell um just. Quick side note, um, Robert Nodell um, does not have uh, medical experience, um, although he was the coordinator of the vaccine rollout in Missouri. Right. Um, and and my profile on him kind of talks about that and kind of talks about um, the time when the governor asked him to step up and, and work with all the departments to coordinate that. He very much, him and the governor both have emphasized that he is This is a temporary role for him. He is keeping the wheels turning while Mm -hmm. they find a medical professional to fill in, um, at the Department of Health and Senior Services. And
1: what is his background, since you, you got to know him a little yeah.
0: bit? Yeah. Uh, Robert Nadell is is a Missouri boy, you know, <laughs> he born and raised. Um, he spent a lot of time uh, working in Republican politics, mm-hmm. um, and that's how he got to know Governor Parson back when Parson was in the legislature. Um, Nodell also spent uh, a good amount of time on the campaign side of things for the Republican Party, before eventually being asked to be the deputy chief of staff um, for Governor Parson. Um, And and like you said, you know, once they fill that role, they fully expect Nodell to be back in uh, Parson's office and and continuing the work that he's been doing um, throughout the administration.
1: Yeah, and before we go, um, I just wanted to say happy birthday. Your birthday <laughs> was this week. And, Thank um, you. you. know, I feel like we all probably know by the time this will get out, but happy birthday anyways.
0: Thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, I learned that I am 28, not 29 years old, okay, well, which is
1: great. You're making me feel very <laughs> I, have
0: a, I have a whole extra year, um, so that's great. I, I spent an entire year thinking I was already 28. Turns out, now I am.
1: Oh, that's nice for you. <laughs> uh, as someone who recently turned 30, great. Congratulations. Hey, Can't 30. wait for your existential crisis to sit in.
0: Oh, I've had a few already. <laughs> <laughs> great. Um, well, uh, I think that's everything for this
1: week. It is. Um, we will have a special guest with us throughout the entire podcast next week. So. Yeah. Yeah um we are not gonna let you guys know yet i'm gonna keep you hanging to make you guys come back and and listen to us maybe for one more week
0: yeah but we'll have we'll have a third person yeah and and that's gonna be an interesting dynamic i think yeah you know you and i spend so much time together during the week and then we record the podcast it's gonna be really exciting to have an outside perspective come (laughs) in um, yeah and tell us how crazy we are yeah
1: and but also someone with a little bit of a firsthand knowledge of the legislature and how it works
0: yeah absolutely
1: Thank you guys for joining us this week. Be sure to follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And follow me on Twitter at K underscore Shallhorn. That's S-C-H-A-L-L-H-O-R-N.
0: And follow me at Connor Kerrigan. That's Connor with two N's and an E. -E K-E-R-R-I-G-A-N. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs)